Ever wondered why your salary never seems to last more than a week? You always seem to run out of cash. You rarely have enough money to do the things you need to do and certainly don't have enough to do the things you want to do. So you actually make money, but it doesn't go the distance and you just end up broke. They shall not be ashamed in the Hebrew time and in the days of farming, they shall be satisfied. Somebody say, I shall be satisfied. Or can you tell your neighbor, say, I shall be satisfied. Even in the days of famine. Uh, this Psalm 37 is the Psalm of David, and David, just speaking out the mind of God by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, declared according to the heart of God that they shall, and he was talking about you and I, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And these seem to be some of, I mean, one of those times that we can similarly call the Hebrew time or the days of famine. It says, and in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. So I'm fully persuaded that the will of God for us at this time, even in this time that has been classified as the days of famine, is that we shall be satisfied. We shall be satisfied. In the same Psalm 37, when you read verse 25, we just read 19, but when you read verse 25, the same David speaking, he says, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging for bread. And the time of scarcity, what happens is that many people will start to beg because needs are not met. David said, Never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed beg for bread. I prophesy over you tonight, you shall not beg. Amen. Let's check out how, let's start out with how in this season we can start to, you know, prod ourselves and go inward and become seriously intuitive and think about how we can increase income. Uh, it's obvious that one source of income exposes you to uh, the possibility of getting stranded. Yeah. Possibility of getting stranded. So, how do you increase your earning capacity? First thing you should know is that money flows in the direction of value. Yeah. Money flows in the direction of value. We've said, I, I said it before that every human being is a living magnet. We attract value based on the power of our magnet. We, we, we magnetize, literally magnetize money based on our capacity to, 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 to give value. Because money flows in the direction of value. And I love um, how this um, Austrian economist, uh, Ludwig von Mises, put it. He says, uh, value is not intrinsic. It is not in things. It is within us. It is the way in which man reacts to the conditions of his environment. Yeah. The way in which man reacts to the conditions of his environment. That's how we gain value. That's how we gain value. The interpretation that we give to the conditions around our environment, our ability to recognize things 
and turn them around to be something that has value or to, 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 to pretend value, to have a, a strong value proposition even as a person. Is somebody still with me today? I said, are you still here? In our world today, there are two channels where value is flowing from. Simple. Online and offline. Yeah. If you're still not exploring any value proposition online, maybe your work does not go in that direction at all, whatever, but what I'm saying is you have cut half of opportunities to give value. In this current world of today, and this is how it's going to be, I don't know, till whenever, everyone needs to think about how you can give value outside of offline. I hope you understand what I'm saying. The world is moving online. So, I don't have the statistics, but the amount of money that has also moved online since we have started giving value online is so massive that if you are not sharing any part of it, any of it, you are not, um, you need to think about it. Let me just put it that way. You need to think about it. Look at what is happening with, um, with music and video, for instance. I mean, gone are the days where uh, people release, uh, you release a song, a single, or you are waiting to, re- to wax album. <laughs> people have gone, they have made, they've made money, you are still waiting to wax album. These days, people just drop their single, and they drop it online, yeah? And they know you know where to get it. Yeah. So things have changed. Value has now been packaged online, and everything is going there. So I'm saying there are two channels for value, and that's online and offline. So I'm just asking someone here tonight to think. Don't just wave what I'm saying aside. Just think about it. Since money, because if I'm saying value, 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 I may lose you. Money. (laughs) Since money has gone in that direction, I may not have anything there right now, but work what can happen to me or how can I also be able to give out value there so I can get money in exchange? That's what I'm saying. Don't close your mind to it. I may not have all the suggestions for you tonight, but I know it's something that you can take your time to think about very, very well. And then think about how you can, you know, get into that frame. All right. So to provide value for another person, it must take a form that they are willing to pay for. So economic value takes one form or the other, but these are some of the ways by which we give value. The most common, the two most common ways to give value, I'm discussing 10, but the two most common, one is product. We all know that. Entrepreneuring is about uh, uh, creating solutions, and we create those solutions through products and services. So, the first standard form of value is product. Create a single tangible item or entity, then sell and deliver it to, you know, to more than one person. And uh, make sure you deliver it at profit. So you sell it for more than it costs to produce. That is one standard form of value. 
And I said that is very common today. Yeah. If you say you are an entrepreneur in Nigeria, you know, everybody knows that you are either producing something. The second one is service. Provide help or assistance, then charge a fee for the benefit rendered. So those are the first two standard forms of value. The third one I love to share is what is called shared resources. Shared resources. Now, these other ones I'm sharing are the things you can do even while you're still on a paid employment. Even creating programs and services you can do while you're on paid employment, but these, some of these may even be a lot easier, especially if you can do them online. Shared resources. Create a durable asset that can be used by many people, then charge for access. Yeah, charge for access. A durable as asset that can be used by many people. Yeah. The way our world is going, you need to always look around you and ask yourself the question, like the question that the prophet asked uh, uh, the, the, the wife of the prophet that has passed and the woman was indebted. What do you have in your house? And the woman said, nothing but a jar of oil. And the prophet said, that's just okay. The power of God is going to come upon it, and we're going to, you know, share it. I'm going to share it. Shared resources. Some people, right now, you're not doing so much business, and you have a big office. Yeah. If you share this space, you make some more money. Am I saying the truth? I said, am I making sense? Yeah. So there are many things like that that you, you can just create value from shared resources. Yeah. Many things that people give out. And from there, my sister-in-law, my wife's sister, started a fashion business. She, she makes um, clothes for women. She started with um, wedding dresses. And she started with our own wedding dress. Yeah. She turned it to shared resource. Because she packaged it and kept it very well, dry cleaned it after her wedding. And she started loaning it out. And from one wedding dress, it became many. And then she, she learned how to make wedding dresses. And now she, she runs a, a you know, medium-sized business that is doing very well. Yeah. Praise God. I said, praise God. So shared resources from office to many other things that can be shared. Just think about it around you. What do I have that can be turned to a shared resource? Number four is subscription. Offer a benefit on an ongoing basis and charge a recurring fee. Subscription, it's, um, it's one of the ways by which you can have guaranteed money. Guaranteed inflow. If you can put anything together that people can subscribe to, as simple as, as anything that gives people fun, even a club, even anything, just a gathering, whatever, but something that can make, that people can subscribe to it, there are many things that you and I subscribe to online. Yeah, from podcasts to, you know, to newsletters, to different things, and some of those things, 
You pay a token for them. Yeah. What can you create that people can subscribe to? And maybe pay something monthly or pay something annually or quarterly. See, until you sit down to think about what I'm talking about right now, you may not know what, you know, what you have been shying away from. Number five is resale. Acquire an asset from a wholesaler, then sell that asset to a retail buyer at a higher price. That was what we used to call entrepreneurial in Nigeria before we learned and understood it better. But it does not mean that it doesn't work. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. It still has strong potentials for money making, especially if you're gainfully employed and you're looking for another way to make money. Yeah. Number six is lease. Lease. Acquire an asset, then allow another person to use that asset for a predefined amount of time in exchange for a fee. Yeah. What do you have around you that you can lease, that you can rent? Another one is agency. Market and sell an asset or service you don't own on behalf of a third party, then collect a percentage of the transaction price as a fee. That people who are gainfully employed, but yet they make a lot of money from they make a lot of money from just giving information. Somebody wants to rent a house, and they give information about uh, who is renting, who is. Uh, the owner of the house and all that, and they make a cut out of it. So, agency is another place where a lot of money can come. You just need to ask yourself, what kind of agent can I be? And which agency opportunities are around me? Instead of closing your mind to it totally. Uh, number eight is what is called audience aggregation. Audience aggregation. Audience aggregation. Get attention of a group of the attention of a group of people with certain characteristics, then sell access in the form of advertising to another business looking to reach that audience. We live in a time on an age where people start a Twitter handle just because they want to get a massive following that they know will be useful, convertible to money someday. Blogging is also about audience aggregation because you want people to come to your site. And when people start to come to your site, and you have a sizable visit, maybe on a daily basis, you can attract some kind of advertising on your site that brings money to you. I hope you understand what I'm saying tonight. So, and depending on what your blogging is focused on, you can keep your job and still blog. Keep your job and still blog. Depending on the kind of blogging that you're doing. How many posts do you want to make in a day? Is it an area of strength and interest for you? The last two are the ones that people try to take it easy with. 
And I'm talking about loan. Loan. Lend a certain amount of money, then collect payment over a predefined period of time, equal to the original loan plus a prepaid, I mean, a predefined interest rate. Uh, there are many ways that this can play out. From sorting out your friends and collecting extra, but those are trusted people. I, I've said it, it has uh, the risk factor in it because you are not a bank and you don't have the, what it takes to scrutinize. But the truth is that a lot of people still make a lot of extra income from people who like to borrow and who don't, who, who don't want to, you know, um, approach an institution. They rather go to an individual. And so far, you can establish a social collateral that is good enough for you to be able to get your money back. It's something to explore. It's just, it's just I mean, uh, um, you, you, some people have people in, the, in a particular office setting that you know your money is guaranteed because they're going to get their salary and you have put the direct debit there. It's not your fault that they need the money and you have it. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So, so far you can secure how you get your money back. One of the ways by which you make extra income is to try to loan out what you have. Sometimes it's an asset. That's why we're talking about, you know, lease and all that. But when sometimes it's in raw cash and you can make some money out of it. The last one is capital. Capital. Capital, you can see it in different ways. A lot of us don't have the, literally speaking, the, the calling or the gift of entrepreneuring. But you have money. And you can put seed capital down and make money from it. Other ways of increasing earning that are not uh, um, in terms of um, this value uh, forms of value that I want to encourage is also is that we need to develop additional economically viable skills. Yeah. We need to think of developing additional economically viable skills. Yeah. Economically viable skills that can that you can engage and use at different time, and they have the potential to, to bring you know, money into your life. Second one, in addition, is also that you invest in capa the capacity to think clearly, promptly, and recognize opportunities. You know, there's a need for us, for, for us to invest in the capacity to think well. The quality of your thoughts is what determines the quality of the value that flows from you. And it eventually will affect how much money you make. The quality of your thought. Anything that increases the quality of your thought is increasing the capacity of your magnet to attract money. Are you still with me today? Yeah. Anything that increases the quality of your thought is increasing your capacity to attract money. So, going back to school, exposing yourself in terms of reading and learning and all kinds of training, reconsidering your circle of influence, anything that can affect the way you think. Getting a mentor 
All those things are investments into the quality of your thought. And the moment the, your, the quality of your thought changes, your life is changing. And it's, it's no longer, you know, if, it's when. More money has to flow into your life. Yeah, when the quality of your thought has changed. So think about it. What can improve the quality of my thought? The kind of thoughts that come to my mind. Anything that can deliver that to you has the potential to help you to increase your earning capacity. Final word for tonight. Final word. When should I pack up something and get into something else? In 1 Kings chapter 17, Elijah heard from God about going to the brook chariot. But he had a word from God to go to the brook. God said, I've commanded a widow to feed you there. And the Bible says, at a certain point in time, the brook became dry. The brook became dry. And in verse 3, okay, in verse 3, the Bible says, get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook chariot which flows from Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook and I've commanded a raven to feed you there. Verse number 5. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord for he stayed, for he went and stayed by the brook chariot, which flows into Jordan. Verse 6, the raven brought him food and meat in the morning and also uh, in the evening, and he drank. Verse 7, and it happened after a while. Somebody say after a while. It happened after a while that the brook dried up. Somebody say the brook dried up. It says the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. There had been no rain in the land. You see, a lot of the time, the brook, brook dries up seriously around the time that we're living right now. In the time of famine, many brooks dry up. But you need to be careful how you walk away from a brook. Because it may look like it's drying up. How do you differentiate between a dried brook and the valley of the dry bones. Because one demands that you walk away, the other one demands that you speak and be persistent. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Look at verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, verse 9, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. At every instant, you must, of a necessity, try to get an instruction from God before you walk away from something, even if it looks like it's drying up.
need a place I can elevate my soul when my mind and spirit can be whole where the truth is real and greatness 